The world we know is a collection of stories, tales, and legends, either real or imagined. All need to be told. There is a place to tell them. So if you want to go there, just click your heels and come join us. The Wizards of Odd. Just what makes that little old ant Think he'll move that rubber tree plant Anyone knows an ant can't Move a rubber tree plant But he's got high hopes He's got high hopes He's got high For those of you who wanted to hear the rest of the song, I apologize. <laughs> it is catchy. Don, we are not doing a documentary of Frank Sinatra today. Okay. Too creepy? Too creepy. For those of you who have requested for us to do this episode, if you don't know how that song um, is related to what we're going to talk about, I am going to come to each and every one of your individual homes and slap you. <laughs> Don, tell us why I played that song. Well, Teddy, because that was the name given to this house by the family that moved in on Long Island. It was the DeFeo family moved into the Amityville house, and they put up a sign naming the house High Hopes. High Hopes. Every single documentary you see about the Amityville Horror, I can guarantee you most people miss this. Because I did in the beginning, mm. but it's hanging from where the mailbox is. Right, it's, it's a, right out front. It's a kind of a, like an elongated round sign. It just says, yeah. high hopes. Yeah, like it's like got some filigree. Like, it's like a fanciful little sign. Like somebody carved it out and put little... Swirls on the end there. Now, the Lutzes did not put that sign up there. No, no, no. That was the DeFeo. That was the DeFeos. When they first moved in. Yeah. So, and that's why we played that. You know you know us. We like to have a little bit of fun before no, we start no something. <laughs> yes, today we will be talking about the Amityville Horror. Yes. Um, I'm excited today for a couple of reasons. This is something that uh, I've wanted to talk about for a long time. Uh Don, I don't think not so much, because a lot of times when I would bring it up, Don's like, all right, already. <laughs> it's kind of like the Jersey Devil. We have to do it. Yes. Because but, it's a kind of story where if, when we do it, nobody's going to be happy with us. <laughs> no. You believe it or not, they're right. like, wait a minute. Yeah, because everybody has their... Um, yeah, you've got an image of it, or yeah, you've only you know? heard part of it, or you've only seen a movie. <laughs> you know. But, uh, th- yeah, this is something that we really... Uh, we really wanted to do for a long t- I really wanted to do for a long time. There's a lot there. Yeah, there really is a lot there. Um, but listen, we're going to get into this and I think we're going to have uh we're going to have some fun. I want to also um mention that we've got a we've got a real super fan. Uh super fan. Her name is Deb. I don't want to give her last name. Deb. But um 
Deb uh, has been listening to all of our episodes, oh, going back and listening. Very nice. And she messages um, messages us on the Facebook uh, message page to let us know what she thinks of it. This oh, yeah. people, this is exactly what we want. Only if it's good stuff. <laughs> but we want you to listen and give us your thoughts. You know, Deb had a great thought. That's great that she's such a big fan, you know? It's funny. I didn't share this with you, Don, because... You know, I'm happy for that. I'm happy to know somebody's really paying attention. Yeah. More than than me. (laughs) I got this... um, I got this from her last night. As a matter of fact, the last one I didn't even see because um, I had a comedy show last night, and it ended... um, So you're a big star now. Yeah, exactly. You're a big star now. Oh, look at me. Love me. (laughs) It ended... (laughs) It ended late. And I'm sure it was great. I didn't. I would have gone, but uh, it went real. It did go really well. It, um, uh, you know, Ted's a very good comic. It it did go really well. I'm trying to stop. Actually, I'm trying You're to trying quit. To they keep pulling them back. In. I am trying to quit. But Deb was talking to me a little bit about, um, you know, what was? Let me just see. Hold on one second. The episode where, um, she's looking forward to us releasing our, um. Our episode that we just put up on dolls. Oh, oh, Jersey Devil. Oh, yeah. She's very interested in the Jersey Devil. And she said that one part of the story where the pigs were found kind of slaughtered and ripped apart. Yeah, that was odd. On that Voorhees yeah, yeah. Nash. She said, um, is it possible that it was a bobcat? I don't know. Because bobcats also scream. They have a scream yeah, you know, that no. feel real, that are really weird. That's so, a possibility. Possibility. Um, and although, yeah. Although it's, it's always weird when you see a bunch of animals just killed, like yeah. not eaten. You know what I mean? Like, why would that? There have to be something wrong with them to just go out and attack all these other animals for the hell of it. Yeah, just like an alpha yeah. male killing thing. So, um, all right. But uh, Deb, thank you so much, people. Um, Absolutely. Reach out to us on our Facebook page, uh, Wizards of Odd uh, Podcast. Also, go to our new and improved website. Wizards of Odd Podcast.com or the Wizards of Odd Podcast.com uh, or email us Wizards Odd Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have started to get a lot of uh, traction from our appearance on the American Loser Podcast with KP that was Burke. Fun. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. And that and was weird because in the middle of it, their computers went down. It was great. I spoke to it KP. Never happened before. I spoke to KP the other day and he said that uh, he gave me the numbers on how many downloads, and he said right now it is trending to be his most downloaded episode in like the last two years. Oh, really? That's really great. So people come over to our page. And thanks, (laughs) thanks, Dan, for that idea. I will look up the Bobcat thing. Yeah. I'll let you know if I find out anything. So for those of you that are new to our podcast, welcome. We appreciate you coming by. For those of you that have been uh, loyal listeners, we really appreciate it. Just tell somebody else. Let them. Uh, you tell one person, they tell one person, then all of a sudden 10, 15 people know, and then 100 know, and then the next thing you know, we're signing autographs and we're doing, yeah. um, we're doing appearances. So force them to listen. Yeah, and if, yeah, if you have to force them to listen. <laughs> but the Amityville Horror. Yes. Ronald DeFeo. Yeah. Well, kills, supposedly... Well, yeah, I, could, I think he did. His entire family in 1974 yeah. in the house. Butch DeFeo. Butch DeFeo. He uses a high-powered rifle. A lot of people say shotgun. It was not a shotgun. No, no. It was a high-powered rifle, like a high-powered hunting rifle. And he killed um, his mother, his father, 
and I believe it was two sisters and a brother. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of questions come up with that. Um, Don? At least he had the TV to himself now. Yeah, now nobody's going to be changing it off what he wanted to yeah. watch. Yeah. How do you kill that many people and <clears throat> no one hears it in the house to kind of get up and stop yeah, it? Yeah, that, that's very odd. <clears throat> people always comment on the lack of anybody hearing a shot. But, you know, you're out of Long Island. He's on the water. Who knows how the sound is channeled in the upper rooms. Plus, it was cold out. Maybe everything was shut down. I don't know. Middle of the night, maybe nobody heard it. What's odd to me, too, is when you look at the crime scene pictures, the family's all laying on their stomach. They weren't all sleeping on their stomach. Right. Were they? That would be odd. Uh, that's really odd. Just that laying all of there them like that. Be. So they were either arranged. It didn't look like they were arranged. It looked like they, somebody could have made them lay down at gunpoint and then shot them. So that probably would involve more than one person. It could. It could. Well, there's been speculation on that because he went in. The family was dead. He uh, pretended he came home late, mm-hmm. discovered them, and freaked out and everything. They were all killed. My family's dead. And, uh, you know, and then, since then they had to figure out what happened. And he definitely killed them. But some people speculate there was somebody else. Some people speculated his sister was in on it and probably got rid of her after that. Who knows? Yeah, like one of the things they said was they found wax. Yeah, somebody on the told floor. me that, that they found wax on the floor by the doorway where he would have been standing as if somebody was holding a candle. Now he couldn't have done that and fired the gun at the same time, I don't think, a rifle. Right. Maybe, but you know. So so like I think logically, maybe if there was another person, so he goes in, he shoots his mother and father, let's say. Yeah. yeah. And then they keep the kids in the room. Somehow, yeah. Somehow, and then... It's a horrible story. And then he shoots the kids, yeah. and then he lays them on the bed the way he wanted to lay them, kind of like the way Yeah, the either that or they made them lay down, then shot them. They were all yeah. like they were shot in the back. So you lay right. down with the gun. You lay down there. Maybe you said he was going to rob them and leave or something. Who knows? Which is really, really weird. You don't know. It's a, because the thing is, no matter what happens, whether it was, you know, whether it was something uh, paranormal or he had a crime person with him, I mean, he committed the crime. It's a horrible crime. But there's so much that goes on in that mind. And he later changed the story a few times. Oh, like five times and, and he changed you, the story. People think that they have this, like, pat, cut-and-dry way of analyzing a, a criminal's mind or a person's mind. You know, you would have a hard time describing your own mind. How would you, and you're not going to know exactly. What, and plus, he was doing heroin, LSD, yeah. smoking a ton of pot. You know, he, he was in and out of jobs. He was trouble, like a, a semi-criminal kind of thing. Because he had a drug problem. And his father was a very strict Italian guy. Yeah. Which caused problems. Well, and listen, before we even go any further, I want this so bad to be a paranormal situation. Yeah, I know. I want, from the time when I was a kid and I started, you know, when I read the book, when I watched the movie, when I read the stories, I am 100%, I'm driving the bus the paranormal bus mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. the Amityville horror. But it does, to me, it, it almost, it doesn't add up completely. <clears throat> completely. Well, yeah, it, it's like, and even in a lot of regular murder cases, not everything lines up. You just have to have most of it put together and figure out what happened. Right. You know what I mean? But this is like, it's such a bizarre crime. First of all, it's a whole family you're killing. You're killing your parents and your siblings. Right. What are you, the Menendez brothers? No, but the thing is, it's like, uh, and the father, like I said, the father had some problems anyway. The father was supposed to be really strict, and he was a little rough, very handsy. And wasn't 
wasn't he kind of he had mob ties? Yeah, the wife did too. Yeah, the mother and father both did. I'm, I won't go into their names, even if I knew them. But I mean, she was connected to crime family, and he was too, because he was working. Uh, the old man was working at a uh, car place. Yeah, car, car dealership. dealership, and it was a mob thing. And they were also laundering money through there. Right now, his wife, she had an uncle. Her father or something was in the mob, and he bought them that house. He paid. He bought the house for them. Right. So they moved in. He was working for the in-laws too, who were connected. And they tried to even get the def- the young one, Ronnie, to get him into the uh, business, but he didn't want to work. He didn't want to be working. Yeah, he just, he just wanted to get high all the time. Now, now the thing is, too, also when we talk about the house, this is it, it's on Long Island. It's on the water. It's a beautiful house. It's got a beautiful boat, boat house. house. There's yeah. a boat in the boat house. Yeah. It's got a large piece of property. Mm-hmm. It, it's. It's and really it, beautiful. And and also recently, I know I'm probably getting ahead a little bit, but they did change the address of the house. They did. They officially changed they did the address. Just recently, They yeah. changed the windows. Those yeah. windows look like I, They put in different windows. They redid the house, you know. Well, you know, when they filmed the movie, they actually filmed it here down in Tom's River. <laughs> I believe that. And probably what, in this house. They, <laughs> they actually built a facade to make those windows look like yeah, the windows yeah, in the house. Yeah. And I remember also, yeah, but I remember as a, as a, as a teenager coming down with friends and driving past, oh, that's the Amityville horror movie house. I know a guy that actually went to the Amityville house a couple of times. I said, what did you do? He had some problems. He goes, I just, I stood outside looking at the house. I'm like, so these people saw you standing in front of the house, looking (laughs) in the house, like they needed that. He would say, Don, let's take a ride out to Amityville. No, no. Because I used to go to Eastside Comedy Club and Huntington, the other direction on that same road. I would never go to Amityville, even if I was there. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's weird. Um, So they pick up Ronald DeFeo. He goes on trial. He's charged with, I don't know, seven counts of murder. Yeah. He's in jail forever, um, and he did eventually die at, Recently. I think, the age of 69, like a year ago. A year maybe. ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And up until the day he died, he maintained his innocence. He changed his story a lot of times. You know? First well, was, that's what made him so not believable. Well, the thing is, know? they do that because if you're in prison your whole life, what are you going to do all day? Oh, right. I got another story for you. Then they yeah. put some money in their commissary. That people Now they're a star, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it keeps it's, them relevant. Know, it's desperation, and, it's, and, you know, and news people can be such pigs sometimes anyway. They don't care what they And listen, it's got to be boring. You're in there for the, your life, and you're just making buttons every day. <laughs> right. I mean, it's going to drive right. you crazy. Okay, excuse me, Bubba. I got an interview. So, December 1975. Yes. George and Kathy Lutz move into High Hopes. Yeah, they, the bought, they, they bought it pretty cheaply. Yeah, I think they said they got it for um, like eighty thousand yeah, dollars. This is like a house that it's probably like a half a million dollar house. Right? Oh, easy at now, the top now. now yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's easy a half a million dollar house, boathouse and everything. It's amazing. That's a beautiful neighborhood Here. too. It's a beautiful place. Yeah. Here's something odd though, Don. They move in, and they as part of the deal, they bought all the furniture. Yeah, that I don't understand. So they kept all of the fails furniture. And uh, slept in those beds, and from what I understand, they didn't even really totally clean the place. So there's no. probably blood spatter and fingerprint uh, dust all over the place. I'm like, did you plan on staying there? I don't know. I wouldn't well, plus buy we, the furniture in a house that 
No. Somebody lived in and they said, oh, it's really nicely furnished. I'm like, uh, I want really. my own furniture. Yeah, I, th- I don't want to be in that bed. You know what I mean? I don't want the old man coming in as ghosts and slapping me around. This know? is why it's hard to give away even like a sofa on Facebook Marketplace. People don't want other people's <laughs> furniture sometimes. Well, yeah, on Storage Wars. They just Unle- throw out the mattresses, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, that's um, – so they move in. They were only there for 28 years. Days. And you got to admit, even if uh, even if there wasn't something paranormal going on, that whole atmosphere has to be toxic. Yeah, living in that house, you know what happened there, and they claim they didn't know at first, right? They did. They did claim that they had no idea. The only people in the Western Hemisphere didn't watch the news. Yeah, exactly. And it's not like they were in Alaska; they were in Long Island, just another section of Lo- yeah, either Long Island local. or Connecticut. Yeah, it's or not something like there were some like yokels who moved to New York; they were from the area, right? And they said almost immediately they started to... Annoy each other. Besides annoy each other, they started to hear stuff. Things started to... They were hearing um, They were hearing some voices. They had a day where it almost looked like Jello was coming out of the walls. Well, that's the story, yeah. That's their story. Um, the story that to me, and again... Sitting here driving the bus is a firm believer that this place is haunted as hell. The story that got me to really question it, and I know they embellish stuff for the movies. He said the front door was basically blasted off its hinges. And Don, was it the front door? No, it was a screen door. Screen door. The wind could have done. Exactly. You're on the Long Island out there. Weather yeah. on Long Island is very rough sometimes. Listen, I don't know. It was the way, what time of the year was it? It was December. December. So it's cold. You're on Long Island. The wind's blowing through. Your screen door blows yeah, up. Next thing, Kramer's putting it on his I was apartment. Just, I was just going to say, I mean, Kramer had problems with a screen door <laughs> in an apartment building. But it's like, no, I know what you're saying, though. It's just, you know, the thing is, the truth could be somewhere in the middle there. I mean, stuff could have been happening, but you move into a big old new house you don't know. It takes a while to get used to the sounds of a house. Yes. And being in a different house. Yep. And if the house hasn't been cleaned properly when you moved in, you're still going to have some remnants of the other people around. Like I said, there was still a mess there from the murder. Yeah. So were they in any hurry to stay there? Or they just like, well, we're not going to bother anyway. Were they that lazy? (laughs) Some people even talked to slime coming out of the walls. Some people claimed it was... uh, the moisture and it was dripping down. It was the fingerprint uh, dust and everything. It was all over. Oh, from when the police so it were like in a there. Dark yeah, slime running. I don't know. That's what's, That's like one of the claims on both sides. See, to me, a, a couple of like really weird things that. I mean, we have to present both sides, folks. I mean, yeah, this is going, you know. Like, I mean, they they said that there were footprints in the snow outside the windows of almost like a pig's a hoof. <laughs> yeah. And then they would see the red eyes in the window. Yeah. Yet, all in all accounts indicate there was no snowfall that you can have footprints in the snow because right, there right. was no snow to have the footprints in it. Right. Yeah. So, so it's at the very least, it's exaggerated. Completely exaggerated. And the other thing is, for 28 days, you're essentially, your family is terrorized. And you stay. Not only do you stay, <laughs> I'm out of there. You never call the police. Yeah, some, I would say something's going on here. I don't know what's happening in this house. I hear noises because there have been cases where people heard noises in their house, 
And then think of it, then eventually they found somebody living in the wall. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's a horror story right there. But wait a minute. If your door is completely blown off the hinges. <laughs> I'm out of there. Don't you go. Now, in the book. Honey, we have another door. Don't worry about it. <laughs> in the book, supposedly, the police are there. Yeah, see? But by police records, they never got a call to go to that Some house. people say, well, they did. They just did away with those records. Yeah, of course. Why? They did away with the records. Why? Because they wanted to cover. What are they covering up? Nothing. Because they already. Yeah. And plus, they know that house. So they know there was murders in that house. So right. if you call them and say there's noises in this house, there's something going on, they would think maybe somebody came back. Correct. Correct. I would think, I would think, yeah, you call the cop, you look for those answers first. You don't immediately go, oh, the place must be haunted. Yeah. If you thought it was haunted, who do you think was haunting it if you didn't know the story? Now, supposedly they call, or Kathy Lutz called a priest. Priest is going to come in and bless the house, and a whole bunch of shit happens oh, with yeah. this poor priest. Um, he's getting boils on his hands. <laughs> He's getting a fever, almost like he had the flu. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's wrong with me. He's, dri- he's driving, and his, the hood pops off the car, and the car yeah. kind of yeah. crashes. Then they go to talk to the priest, and the priest says, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and I'm not Rod Steiger. Now, yeah. Now, do I believe that it's possible that this priest was lying because... The Catholic Church was putting a gag order on him. All yes, of, all I of, do. All of this is possible, but it's a matter of how much of it is real. Right. I mean, I'm not I'm not totally debunking the whole thing. I'm just saying you have to. If you want to get to any answers in this stuff, you just can't accept somebody's word like that without any proof. And I want no, to no accept pic- it. No pictures, no recordings. Right. I want to accept this. Wouldn't you at least write down notes of what happened? Right. Oh, he oh he wrote down notes. He yeah, wrote right. up enough notes to have Jay Hansen, Hansen write a book. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you had all kinds of stuff that was exaggerated, like the red room, the red the red room. room right, it was really just an alcove under the steps that they it was painted red because that's all the paint that people had at the time for right. some reason. And they I mean, put shelves. They put shelves in it to hold like it's canned creepy. Goods. Just repaint it. Yeah, why would there be a haunted I, alcove under your steps? It just. You know, and and if something, do you think is are they saying that something happened there because of the DeFeo murders, or something was always there and drove the DeFeos over the? Edge? I think now, that's what they're saying. But they didn't never said that. No, they never said that. But they tried to say that's the implication. They tried to say that was on Indian burial grounds. Okay, so that's uh, everything like the whole, is everything. That's the go to. Indians build on Indian graveyards. But also, um, some Native American um, historians said that the tribes that were prevalent in Long Island really weren't in that direct area and they wouldn't bury much you right, at all. They weren't buried right there on the shore. Right. Because they're going to go, their canoes in and out of there. Yeah, they're, they're going to be walking on graves. They're going to walk on, on graves. They buried one person there? Yeah. That's, no, why would they put, they put them somewhere else where people couldn't find them. And, and, and I know I've said this 10 times. I, I'm like Fox Mulder. I want to believe. You do. I want to. Yeah, I, I I get that. Where I don't I don't discount any of this stuff. It could happen. I'm just saying I don't know if it happened here. And and then, so the priest in the movie and in the book, <laughs> I know swarms now the, of flies. And- right, swarms of flies all over the place. And the book is supposed to be 
what exact the the Bible of what happened. The movie is supposed to be exaggerated, yeah. and in the book, but if the book starts out exaggerated, the movie goes right off right. the rails. And in the book, the priest is talking about trying to get the bishop to okay for him to do an exorcism. Even back in 1975, <laughs> that's not elim- how it went. Eliminating all the preliminary steps. There's like about eight months of preliminary there's, steps. There's, there's physical tests, mental tests. Psych- the psychological tests. They want to make sure you're not schizophrenic. Yeah, they could take five months. And they're never going to just allow you to I've go in. I've got time. Right. <laughs> go ahead, fix me. And then here's the other thing. In the 28 days, all this stuff is going on. And at no time does Kathy Lutz think, okay, let me take the kids and myself and go to my mother's house, who's, a, who's like 30 minutes away. That's a long drive. And you know what their excuse was? We no don't. Gas. We don't want the ki- no gas was like thirty seven cents yeah, a yeah, gallon. That was before, back that was before the uh, big crash. There. We don't want the kids to miss school time. <laughs> no, let's traumatize, especially them. science. Yeah, but you know all of these things now. Yeah, I mean, if you're that terrorized, you wouldn't be in the house. You would say, "I don't care about the money." I'll work it out. Let me get out of here because they right. should have told me about this stuff. I, I'll just sue my way out of this. The only thing that I think I fully believe from the book was that George Lutz's business was struggling. Yeah. And he overextended. Apparently, he used money from the company to help in buying the house. Which really? See, now I did not know that. Anybody who owns a company knows that is ill. That's not the way no, you do it. Not the way you do it. And then uh, there were tax auditors coming. Yeah. And then all within this twenty-eight days. Now here's that's a busy month. Here's another thing. I've worked in a lot of businesses. That's a lot of pressure in a short amount of time. But I've worked in a lot of businesses. And he had to be stretched out before he bought that house. I was just going to say that tax auditors don't tell you I'm coming in in a week and a half. No. It's like you know. You know, hey, uh, next month on this date. Yeah. Yet with Get all your this stuff together, all this knowledge, he's yeah. buying a house. He's taking money. He's he, not showing proper receipts. Yeah, he, and he was in bad shape financially when they went in there. Yeah, and they're spent, even if it's cheap, even if it's cheaper than it should be, it's still a lot of money for somebody who's struggling. And everybody knows when you buy a house, even when you get a great price. Oh yeah. When you walk in, you've probably got at least ten thousand dollars worth of things that you gotta do. And if you don't, it just snowballs from there. I mean, those little bath mats that you find in the bathroom, <laughs> they don't just grow there, okay? You got to go buy them. You got to go to bed, bath, those and demonic, beyond. Those demonic bath mats. <laughs> you go to the beyond get, section. Get off of me. Get off of me. <laughs> but I mean, now, I've also seen a lot of interviews with the children. Yeah. And they maintain weird things happened, but not anywhere near to the extent that their parents said. And also, if you're stirring that pot for like a month, you create a lot of weirdness. Who knows? Maybe, the, you know, you can create some weirdness around you. Yeah. You can, plus, you get the kids locked in on it. Why yeah. would you start telling the kids that stuff? Right. right. It, I mean? it's, like tell, it's like telling a kid there's some, yeah, you there's better somebody keep Somebody in the house, but don't worry about right, it. Right, don't worry about it. Or they keep your closet door closed. You don't want the monsters to come out. And don't worry about that pig on the, on the windowsill. You pay no attention to the pig behind the curtain. We'll have a barbecue next week. Right. That's the thing, too. Somebody said neighbors had a cat. 
Right. The cat would climb on that house and would climb around the upstairs windows and look in at the Amityville house. Would look in the window. So yeah, yeah, yeah. because around the windows, this house was so huge and so palatial. Oh, like it had like a almost like small decks around like the each level. And cats don't need much. Yeah, exactly. They could they could walk on like so an that, inch that wide could deck. Vaguely explain that. I don't know where the pig comes from. You know what I mean? That's just very weird. Like well, Peppa Pig gone wrong. <laughs> I mean, that, I don't discount all these things could happen. I'm just saying you have to look at this and go, you know, it creates a lot of questions. Here's the thing. Don and I have said in almost every episode that we've recorded that we don't want to just take a story that someone tells us you can't. or hear and say um, – that never happened, or that happened verbatim. Well, no, you have to review everything you, and decide right. for yourself. And that's what we're telling you, too. Just go into this and look into these things yourself, and you'll see what we're talking about. And you know what's weird, too? One of the one of the children, one of the boys, he actually sued George Lutz. Really? And he, cha- he had his name legally beard? changed. Really? Uh, back to what it was before George kind of adopted them. Oh. He said, because I'm embarrassed— by what a con man my stepfather was. Wow. That's, yeah. that's an indictment. Yeah. And the thing is, too, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know he had that. What was the name before that? You know? Oh, jeez. Uh, no, know. it's okay. It's not that important. <laughs> it was Jones. <laughs> no, I mean, that. all these things add up to a very troubled situation. And why would you extend yourself into finances like that if you weren't steady in your life? Right. Maybe they were trying to fix it. I don't know. Who knows? There's just so many questions. I'm not saying they're bad people. I mean, it sounds like they took a kernel of something and drove it right over the cliff. Yeah. And the thing is, too, they didn't know about the story about the DeFeos. I find that very hard to believe. It sounds like they, you could you could all, see, you could say they moved into this house and all this stuff happened to them. Okay, that's one version. You could say they moved in there and some stuff happened to them and they got blown out of you know, proportion, that's another version. Mm-hmm. Or you could say they just set the whole thing up from the beginning. Because you could make that argument. They were in bad shape. Yeah. They moved into a place they shouldn't have moved into. Right away, they start having trouble. They don't know about the murders. They bought the furniture and everything. Didn't bother to, to change anything. Now, when you think if you're just going to... It's like a disposable house. Yeah. And then after that, after that all ends, and they go through all that, they, they leave the house. Where they go? They move to L.A., they don't go to like in New York somewhere else where they grew up. They go to L.A. All their family is in New York. So they they maybe you could say okay they just wanted to get far away from it as if you could just escape these things. But they went to L.A. and what happens? They meet Jay Anson and he writes the book. Now that's a little convenient, right? Yeah, that's here, a little convenient. Here's something else. And it was right after the Exorcist came out. Somebody's writing that whole. That whole oh, that wave. was that was the time. So this was the time to put that book out. Here's the other thing: Kathy and George Lutz. Divorced eventually, and Kathy Lutz came out and said it was all a hoax. Wow, she did say she that. did say that. See, no, I did not know. See, Ted, while, I did not know that. While George, to his dying day, he's not going to swore yeah. that it all happened the way he said it. He's afraid it's going to cost him money. Well, if he's dying, how could it? You know, how could it cost the money? Well, he's still once got, he's, he's dead, still got to support that beard. You know, <laughs> that was a huge beard. I know. That it was funny when they had the movie and he came out with the beard and everything. I'm like, oh, Jesus! <laughs> I know. And then they make three more versions of that. and They make it worse each oh, time. Please, 
Wasn't Ryan Ryan Reynolds? Reynolds. Was yeah, Ryan Reynolds. He, he was better off in a Green Lantern. That's it's yeah. funny when he's Deadpool. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to ruin anything. Deadpool, when he's dying, they go, "Do you have any regrets?" He goes, "Well, maybe Green Lantern." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, is that great? Well, maybe Green. That Lantern. is pretty funny. I mean, it was so like breaking the fourth wall that it was great. So they they move out January 14th. They move out of the house. They never return to the house again. The house was sold at a substantial loss because, honestly, who's going to move into that house? Let me see. People were murdered. You got a demon in there. What do you want for that place? I'll give you 50000 Come on down. So this beautiful Dutch colonial on the water a with be- a and, boathouse. And now it's redone. If you ever look at it, it's beautiful. doesn't even look like the And way even it on looks. Google, I think if you go on Google, that, that space, I don't know if it still is, was blurred out. On Google, like you couldn't see the house in the neighborhood. Oh, really? Yes, that immediate area was blurred out. Oh, I didn't. Know I don't that. know why. Maybe they're trying to, you know, get people from not going there. That could be because I, I would mean, imagine so many people go there. And there's a lot of people who aren't, you know, steady. Well, well, Don, I'll give you two people that went there. Well, let's have it. Ed and Lorraine Warren. Oh yeah, Ed and Lorraine. Ed and Lorraine Warren. And listen, what did I, they conjure up there? Well, first of all, Ed and Lorraine Warren, to me, never met a demon they didn't like. It's a funny way to put it, but I, yeah, I know. They, they have some real... I know there's people that swear by them, and usually it's them, but uh, <laughs> and there's other people who don't believe them, and that could be possible. Once again, they took things, and they blow it out of proportion, and you have to have a big finish in every story. You can't just say, I didn't find anything. So every, some people, you know, it's like if you go somewhere, it's like some people see uh, UFOs all the time. Some people see Bigfoot. These people saw demons everywhere. Demons involved I, everywhere. I just, I don't understand. And plus, he's doing exorcisms. Now, what are yeah. his qualifications to do exorcisms? Right. God told him, if, you know. If you watch interviews with him, he tells you how. Now, I could be wrong. The church has trained him. Yeah. Here's my question. Who trained him? He said the church. No, the church would send their own people. They wouldn't train him. Right. They would send the priest. He, we just went through that. Now, do you think that they used him to do, the, to do exorcisms because they didn't want to be directly tied to an exorcism? You know what I'm saying? Like the church... The church oh, really okay. Like the church would use him as like a like a fill in, yeah, like, like the, a free agent, so they couldn't take any crap for it, right? So well, the, they they could just go there at a time when nobody's watching. A priest came in to talk. Yeah, they, they don't just because a priest goes to their house doesn't mean they're going. They don't know what, an exorcism. Yeah. Maybe they just wanted to talk to him or have lunch with him. Yeah, that's true. You know, they can't. Oh, it's a priest over there. It must be a demon. Here's a question I have, and and again, I'm not. And do I yeah, do I think she was a median? A medium, and she can hear things small. and all. She was a small. Um, I I think, yeah, I think it's very possible that she was able to see, communicate. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm not, totally, I'm not totally discounting things that they may right. have done and been through. And she had some some sensory powers, and he was maybe he was determined to do what he had to do. But it just seems like it's just a lot of blown out of proportion hype. Yeah, and they and that's why they picked the right people to come in and do that. Because they knew it would be sensationalized. Yeah. Here, here's a question I have. They lived in Connecticut, and Connecticut is an extremely expensive place to live. Taxes yeah. are taxes in Connecticut are even higher than they are in New Jersey, maybe not on the level of Massachusetts, but they're pretty <laughs> high. Um, they didn't work. 
I mean, they <laughs> gave lectures about the paranormal. Yeah, they went around. They did. The, they were on the lecture circuit. So lot. I mean, listen. But they had to have material every time. It's like right. It's like you're going on stage. You got to have new material once in a while. Yeah. So they okay. I can't go the same thing all the time. Let's see what we got here. So they get <laughs> they get called to the um, to go to the Amityville house after the Lutzes have left, and they're you know, of course they found that you know oh the picture of the little boy that yeah. the fa- if you haven't seen it I'll try to find that and I'll put it in the show it notes peeking around the corner of the door right it's peeking around the corner of the door. Um, I actually took a picture of my dog peeking around the corner. Of the door. I'm going to add that in there too, <laughs> side by side with the kid. Yeah, don't get him going. No, but uh, well, he's dead. That's so, what I mean. Um, That's what I mean. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that was the one picture when honestly, everybody said there was a lot of activity yeah, in that there, house with people running around all over the place. There were there were, uh, there were journalists there and TV people. They were doing an exorcism, and one of the, one of the women who was a journalist there who actually didn't. Discount this story. Yeah. She said that that house was full of people running around. Yeah. The doors were open. She goes, there might have been kids just running around. Like, they snapped a picture. He peeked around the thing, and he ran away. Right. I mean, that's what it looks like it's, to me. And, and the That thing, would be the clearest ghost picture I've ever seen in my life. Oh, absolutely. If that was true. Absolutely. And quite honestly, that ghost picture is not really... Uh, when you look... When you try to look up, like, the, the most authentic ghost pictures, that rarely comes up. Yeah, and you, you know, know, yeah, so, you know what? It's it's because it's not. You look at it, you, you think it's eerie because you're told it's a ghost picture. Yeah. If you just said, "Look at this picture," you'd say, "What's that kid doing?" Right. You would say that. What's you know, that kid doing over there? Yeah, because it's very, 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 very obviously solid looking. Yeah. Now, if it's a ghost, that's a great picture. I mean, but yeah. you know, but and also, it's kind of like, it's kind of like this whole thing with the the Warrens involved in the story. It's kind of a, as a metaphor the. The Annabelle doll that everybody knows is big, grotesque, dressed doll. In real life, is really a Raggedy Ann doll. Right. It's the that's, same thing. And that, that's what we talked so about in the last one episode. Little thing we told be, you that. Yeah, and it's the same thing. It might have been something going on here. Suddenly, it's a major, major demonic infestation. Right. What happened right. to me once, and it might have been around that time, but it was kind of creepy. I, went, I was away or something. I was away doing something for a little while, a few weeks or something. I came back. So I used to travel around when I was a kid. I came back home. I go in my bedroom in the back, and there's a big swarm of flies like that. I'm like, oh, my God, what's this? I open the window, I chase them. It turned out a mouse had died in there. Oh. And so there was a lot of flies. Yeah, flies. But I, at first, I'm like, but I didn't assume, oh, my God, it's a <laughs> demon. Let me open the windows, you know. I mean, that, and I lived in a really weird old house at the time. The house I grew up in was built in 1848. Oh, jeez. Victorian-style house. Yeah, it had a lot of weird stuff in it. But, yeah, the, I mean... The thing and the thing with the Warrens, like I mean, they had some famous quote air quotes here, famous things <laughs> that they like. They their big thing was they they found a demonic werewolf. Now, oh, any, who hasn't done that? Well, we've looked. <laughs> now, any time you hear or see the Warrens in any documentaries, TV shows, uh, discussions, they've always got. Ed always did tape recorders and cameras. Yet there's not one picture of the demonic werewolf. That's true. It's Come they, on, they are always walking around Come with equipment, on. but you they always have it. Yeah, except today you have people with equipment. They go, "Look, the EMF jumped uh, like two degrees. Something's here." Really? Somebody turned on their radio next to you. Know what? The, they had a problem. It's like with the SETI project where they're listening to space to hear yeah. things. 
they had one of those places they were picking up a signal. They said, oh, this amazing signal we're getting. Look at this this sign here. It's coming. It's it's recording and. Oh, where's it coming from? Blah, blah, blah. It turned out eventually it was the microwave in the break room. Somebody would turn it on and that signal was registering. Somebody I didn't it know that. Like, yeah. Oh. You never hear that. Now, the one picture that the uh, Warrens do have that's pretty famous and um, a lot of people don't believe that it's real is the white lady um, oh, gotta video. Oh, got the white lady? The white lady video. It, every... Every paranormal person who is not tied to the hip to the Warrens look at it and say, it's too perfect. Yeah. It's supposed to be a mist of a woman yeah. in a graveyard, and it's it's perfect. You know, it's, uh, that's true. The funny thing is, I was reading a thing where they were talking about UFO sightings, and it's true about anything, Bigfoot or whatever. They said people tend, to, and experts and people tend to believe the... Uh, the picture, if it's blurry, like if you just saw something blurry going by, they go, that, yeah. that might be Bigfoot. But if you had a perfect picture of Bigfoot, they go, oh, that's got to be fake. It's too good. That's a weird which, psychological thing. Which is weird because now you're going to start getting perfect pictures of Bigfoot. Well, now people have cameras because, everywhere. Yeah, your, everybody's phone is a, is a great camera. Yeah, I mean, and people are, you know, they'll probably miss everything because they're doing selfies, but uh, they might, I had, if like, something's behind them, they might notice it. Peachy got me a Canon camera when we first got married. That I love real cameras. Took They're real better. great pictures. Yeah. But even my phone probably takes better pictures than that camera took back Maybe. in the day. I got to go back. I, gotta, I was thinking yesterday, I got to go back. I have a whole bunch of pictures from Eastern State. When I went there, just on a tour, and I'm yeah, walking around. You should look around. at them. I got to look through them. I can see if anything's there. Yeah, you definitely should. You know, um, I don't think anything was there. But. Here's the last thing. I'll well, one of the last things well, I'm going to say about you know, the we Warrens. We don't totally doubt. You know, I'm, I'm sure they may have done some good things to help ease some people or whatever. But I just think that they're, they're too open to encouraging the story. Yeah. Their haunted museum has been described by some really reputable paranormal people as just a room full of Halloween trinkets. Mm-hmm. Now, when you look at the museum, there are a lot of things like where I know I've seen it in Dollar Tree. Haunted Dollar Tree. Haunted Dollar Tree. Ha- well, excuse me. Haunted Dollar Twenty Five Tree. <laughs> Do you want cheap wrappings or in the bag? I have it. <laughs> but and and again, like Don said, I don't want to totally discredit them because I think Lorraine Warren. They might was, have been sincere. I think she was legit as far as her powers yeah, and what know. she he did. He seemed like a bit of a promoter. He seemed like a huckster. I mean, we don't know them. We're just. I think go by our impression. I think he might have had more of a where he took advantage of the fact that his wife was talented in that respect, and then listen, God bless him, he blew this up into into a huge money maker. I know a lot of comics who are not funny at all, and I would love to give their names (laughs) out like that. I'd love to give their names out right now, and they've parlayed that into. So a modicum of success, well, which it's, it's annoys of, the shit out of well, me. Well, it's one of the businesses, if we stay around long enough, you can fail upwards, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you can. You can fail upwards. Just, look at all the deaths in comedy over the last few years. There's a lot of open space. People are, don't think that these people are thinking, oh, where were they playing last week? Next week. Maybe yeah. I can go there. Deb, um, who messaged us on Facebook, said that um, there's a house in northeast Pennsylvania called the Smurl House. Oh, yeah. I'm, I don't know about that. Oh, yeah. That. I'm very familiar with the Smurl. Up by... Uh, Booksburg, Scranton. Yeah, she sent me a oh, uh, yeah. link that, to a video yeah. to watch, so I'm going to watch that, and we can talk about that That's later. It. I forgot about the Smurl. That was a big story when I first started doing comedy. That was like in the 
maybe 87 around there. No, no, it was after that, maybe like 90. 90. I'm trying to think, eight, late 80s. I remember that happening because I, I know people that were investigating it. I know another guy, the guy who used to go to Amityville, was totally into it. You know, really? and, and he was like, they saw this and they did that. I'm like, well, that's the story. The Smurl House was a very big story at the time. It's much like Amityville. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, and I didn't tell you this, Don, because, again, because I got in so damn late last night and I was exhausted this well, morning. You're gallivanting around telling jokes. Uh, my friend last night sent me. I, I, I don't know if I told you. My, one of my really close friends, almost really like a brother, he has a, a good friend that lives out in West Jersey. The guy bought the house, and he just wanted to be by himself. And it's a good place to do it. And he's had some he's had some strange things happen in the house. And when my friend has slept over the house, he's seen some weird things. And he sent my friend a picture that he recently took. He says, oh, he was back again. And I'll show you the picture when we're uh, finished. It's a shadow man. Yeah. You see the hat. You see yeah. the... And this is the same house that the guy was working in his dining room. He was doing something for his business. And he looks over, and there's a little girl standing there looking at him. What do you want? And he just says, hello? And she looks at him, and then he goes, what are you? And then she disappeared. Oh, that's that's interesting. And then when my friend was there one night, he was sleeping. I would be sad because I was like, what's wrong? Why is a little girl girl here? Well, when, when our friend, and you know who I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, he when he slept <laughs> over there, he said he woke up in uh, like one two o'clock in the morning. The guy's dog was in the doorway of his room, growling and sneering, looking at a point of the wall. And when he turned and looked, he saw a giant shadow figure. And he said to his friend the next day, "Now this friend has no knowledge of paranormal stuff at all. Not into it at all. He doesn't believe any of I'm it. Surprised we're doing this." And he's seen, and he doesn't believe. Yeah, well, and, that's a filter. And he said to his friend, he goes, hey, you know what was weird? I saw whatever the dog's name was growling and, and sneering and almost going at something on the wall, and it was a shadow, but it was weird because the shadow was about six and a half foot tall and looked like he was wearing a fedora. And the guy oh, goes... Oh, the hat man. Yeah, the guy goes, oh, yeah, he's been here a lot. The hat man appears a lot of... <laughs> I don't, you know, want, I, have no I don't time. want to see the fact. I have no time man. for them. Even if they show up, I'm like, I got no time for you. <laughs> I, I think most people, most people go through their lives and you don't notice a lot of things around you. It's like being in New York City, you don't notice every noise, everything that happens because yeah. you, you can't. You would lose your mind. You, you go crazy. So a lot of people, you go through the day, a lot of people would, will never see anything. And other people are tuned in and they, they're aware of it and they start looking. Yeah. Now, it could be like somebody like Lorraine Warren may have that, that antenna that picks up something. I believe you know, that. It could be. It's likely, but, I mean, it just seems like blown out of proportion, you know. So, so listen, in conclusion, I don't... Conclusion? I don't want anyone to think that I'm completely trashing the warrants. No, we're just trying to present the other side along with the legend. I, I was a... And I still am a big fan of Lorraine Warren. I think I think she did a lot of, a lot of good. She might have... You know, if who they knows? did any good and they helped people, that's good. Right. If they helped one person, that was great. Uh, but Ed did appear to be, to me, a little bit of a carnival huckster. Well, because they have, it's like when you watch uh, ghost stories or Bigfoot shows. They have to give you something every week. Yeah, you have to have something. Or almost something so you tune in next week. Yeah. You know, so you, you yeah. can't say we didn't find anything. Yep. Well, that ha- I know people do investigate. There are times when you go to a house, they're doing something, nothing happens. 
There's other times where you hear stuff, you see stuff. It, you know, it has nothing to do with day or night either. Don, you know what I would like to do an episode on? What? Um, remember when uh, Zach Baggins bought that? The Demon House? The Demon House. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we'll get to Have that. you seen that oh, yeah. movie? Yeah. Let's watch that. We'll take notes. and Because to me, that is very compelling. Well, very. What we could do is we could do an episode where we talk about that and the Smurls. Oh, yeah, that would be great. We'll, we'll, get, we'll cover all that since we're on that. And you know what Like I'm saying about filters. Now, for example, you got that, that show, The Dead Files. Okay? Yeah. Amy, what's her name? Amy, Amy, Amy Allen. Amy, Amy Allen. And she seems to be legit. I always right? forget the guy's name. And she's got... He's Steve. Got, yeah, she's a sergeant. It's a police sergeant, former police sergeant. She I worked in homicide for New, 25 New, years New York, in New York. New York. Um, yeah, like, no kidding. I don't believe in anything except for dead bodies. But the thing is, he ha- she'll, she said he'll never have an experience. He's never seen anything. He never will. Right. He's not open to it. He's yeah. not wired that way. And she's totally wired that way. Listen, the best part of that show is at the end when they get... Show the comparison pictures? Yeah, well, you know, basically, they investigate it separately. They do not do it together. they compare notes. He does it as a policeman. He does the research. Right. And then at the end, because usually she'll she'll have a, um, uh, like a sketch artist say, uh, she'll describe it, they'll draw the pictures, and then the sketch artist always goes like this, is this what you saw? And then she turns it and she goes, yes. And you don't see the picture. Right. Then when they come back and they get together and they talk about stuff, and then Steve has the envelope. There's nothing better in that show than when Steve Picks opens the, the envelope. And before he shows it to her, he always goes, oh. Yeah, right, oh. right, right, right. And, then he sh- and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a case of it. You, you would say something is going on there, you know. Uh, but it's hard to say. That's why we look into these things. You can't just hear a story and go, yeah, that's got to be true. Well, thank you, Don, for um, well, thank you, agreeing Jed. to thank do you. the um, Amityville Horror House. I yeah, appreciate I, that. I know a lot of people aren't going to be happy one way or the other. Right. You know, but we're just, I'm not happy. We're saying, we're saying this, you know the story about what supposedly happened there. We're telling you the other information where people say, eh, not so much. I'm not happy because this is almost like somebody coming up to me. You're with debunking con- yourself. Yeah, conclusive evidence that there is no Santa Claus. Oh, no, let's not go there. I'm not, but I'm just saying. It's like you believe, you believe, you believe, and then somebody says, it's definitely not Santa Claus. No, I'm Santa, like, no, don't say it's that. It's Krampus. It's Krampus. <laughs> but um, thanks thanks a lot. Um, this this was a tough one for me because yeah. it went against everything I wanted yeah, to believe. You, you have to be able to think that. I know. Otherwise, you believe in anything. I know. Well, you, I will believe a hey, lot look of at stuff. some of the stuff that I brought up. I mean, you know. Some of those legends and things. I mean, you just tell the stories. What are you going to do? Scotland. Don't even go there. Because <laughs> you got high. I hopes. can't take Scotland. Oh, they'll take you all right. Oh, hi, Teddy. It's a great show tonight. I had a good time haunting people. Let's if move the, on our way. The only thing worse than when he talks with the Scottish accent is when he talks with the French <laughs> I didn't get to the German yet. Yeah. Well, well, right, Nupa, tra- Nupa Ruski? Oh, God. Well, Everybody listening, thank you so much. Um, I hope you enjoyed the doll episode. Um, <laughs> please make sure you go back and try to go to the American Loser podcast so you can listen to our um, our episode that we were on there talking about Bigfoot and stuff like that. Uh, WizardsofOddPodcast.com, Facebook, Wizards of Odd. Don, do you have anything coming up people should know about? No, I'm good. I just this show. Thank you, Deborah. Yeah, Deb, thank you so much. And everybody else listening, um, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Good night.